This is Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier on the Big Talker KQAM. Hey, welcome into Kansas Talk. It is a Saturday morning trying to get you up and moving for the day. What say you? Let's get this ball rolling for the day. It's Kansas Talk right here on the Big Talker, 1480 AM, 102.5 FM, KQAM. Boy, we got a lot to talk about today. There's a lot of things to get to. I do want to open up a chance for you at some point during the show today to talk about some of the issues in Russia and Ukraine. We'll keep you posted on that one. I didn't realize... We were just talking off the air a little bit about the the Ukrainian-Russian issue. I didn't realize there were so many people that I follow that are from the Ukraine. There is a band, my favorite band in the entire world right now, that is from Ukraine. There's an actress that's kind of my Hollywood crush at the moment uh, from Vikings, Catherine Wenick. She's from Ukraine. There's a lot of people there that I was not aware of. Plus, speaking of, on our national show on Monday uh, with The Voice of Reason, as a little plug, we'll be talking with uh, Veronica Kirilenko. We've had her on the program many times before. She is a writer for The New American, a conservative site here in the U.S. She's from the Ukraine. Her family and friends are still in Ukraine. And we'll get her on the program to talk about the latest of what's going on there. So, hey, lots to get to today. Uh, great to have you along for the ride. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. As we kick off your uh, morning. Uh, bottom of this hour, Kansas Strong. Talk with uh, Warren, uh, Warren Martin. As uh, we talk about energy here in the state of Kansas, we'll talk about uh, oil, we'll talk about natural gas, we'll talk about the alternative energies, what the heck's going on there. So we'll talk with Warren coming up at the bottom of the hour with Kansas Strong. In our number two, Davis Liquor Outlet, Brian and Blake Davis, we haven't had them on in a while. We'll talk with them about some uh, legislative issues here in the state on liquor issues. We'll also talk about some of the springtime drinks on what to enjoy uh, with them. So we'll talk with uh, Davis Liquor Outlet coming up in hour number two. But right now, the man himself in studio, we always love having this guy in to talk about the latest in gold and silver. Phil Martinez of Phil's Coins. How are you, sir? Just fine, sir. Good to see you again. Yeah. Well, lucky to be here. Yeah. Well, last week you were busy. You were at a uh, coin show, weren't you? Yeah. You were all, you're all over the place. It just doesn't stop for you. Uh, yeah. Three, <laughs> week, three weeks ago, we drove to Elkhart, Kansas and picked up a huge collection. And, really? And tomorrow we're driving to Abilene pick up a collection all over the place well the people can't you know health reasons won't let them get down to us so sure we go to them sure you also do a lot of trading outside of just the state as well i mean with with your website i mean people can buy buy and do stuff that they want to write on the website too can't they oh yeah yeah we ship stuff all over the united states yeah there's a lot of stuff i want to talk about because i saw something on your website that i want to pick your brain about but first off uh we talk about this every week uh whenever you come in but the gold and silver market with the stock market last week obviously or this week that we're ending right now has obviously been a little crazy with the whole russian ukrainian thing the stock market on thursday just went haywire we tried to do a rebound yesterday but how did that affect the gold and silver market this last week well, I had a guy call me, and he was driving four hours, and I can't remember what little town he was from. I don't even know if he was from Kansas, to be honest about it. He told me it was from a little town called Penny. Don't even know where it is. It may not be Penny. Okay. Anyway, yeah. so he goes, I'll be driving in. Well, that was four hours. So he told me what he was wanting to spend, and he got there. And so I'm getting everything ready. He comes popping in the door. Probably 30 minutes before he gets to the shop, gold fell $52. <laughs> And I'm going, man, from selling gold at 2092 to 2040, mm-hmm. just in like a 30-minute spread, and silver dropped, God, like 30, 40, 50 cents. Uh, so I got in, I had to refigure everything, got wow. it all calculated for him, got him what we agree, had agree, basically agreed on what he wanted to spend. 
and and got him all loaded up and he left and uh he goes this is really quite interesting he says <laughs> I, I said yeah i said that's i told you it could be higher it could be lower yeah and he goes okay and then probably 30 minutes after he left the markets turned around and started right back up. Went right back and up. It almost got back to where it was. So I mean, it was like he got a sweet God, deal on the angel was sitting on his shoulder and dropped. Dro- <laughs> but he, well, I mean, once it fills coins, I need the price to drop, and it dropped. And oh then it man! Around and come back up. So it's kind of leveled leveled back out. Okay. But there's rumors of something. So I was talking to a guy yesterday about how they're going to redo all the currencies. So at that point, I don't know what it's going to do. Tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see the long term of it, you know, depending on what the decision is from Russia, whether they take over the nation, whether they, you know, end up backing off and leaving it, going to negotiations, whatever they end up doing, it's going to be interesting to see. But obviously, it's going to affect more the energy market with uh, with oil and with gas and that sort of thing is what we're really concerned about. So I was curious on how it was going to affect the metals market. Agriculturally, it it was a wild day on Thursday. I'd never seen something like that. Yeah. It, it, well, I was listening to some farmer, you know, I said, well, you know, if we don't get some moisture, the wheat crop's going to be down. So the, so the production is going to be way down. So if the production's way down and the price is way up, you're going, whoop, or you're thinking, well, you know, but it's up. But if production's down, they're not making any more money than they were making before. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, they can't decide whether it's going to be a windfall for the farmer or it's going to be a, a crash for the farmers. You know, uh, Biden should have pulled his head out of his butt a long time ago. Because now he's sitting there going, well, you guys are in Europe, you quit trading with the Russians, and the United States will see that you get all the oil and gas you need. Well, cool, but we, we can't get enough oil and gas for our own stuff right now because we're buying it from Russia right. because Mr. Biden, the intelligent one of this world, took it all away from us. Yeah. And now we're and now we're all paying the prices for it. Now, you know, somebody said there was $7 gas in California. I don't know whether it's quite that high or not, but that's what somebody told me. If it's me. not there yet, it's going to get there here relatively soon, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, so, so how, so we can't even take care of our own needs right now. And so we're going to start sending oil and gas to Europe. Yep. So what's that going to do to our prices? What's that going to do to their prices? I mean, Biden, man, he messed this one up big time. Yeah, well, he messes everything up. There's yeah. not a single thing yet in the last year during his administration where he's actually been like, hey, I came out on top of this one. Yet He hasn't done that yet. Hasn't no, done that I yet. I, I, if I got to give him anything at all, he said he was going to put a uh, nominate a black woman, <laughs> Supreme Court justice, and he that's, did that. that's, what, he, that's what he's doing. That, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and, and at the same time, he told you before he got elected, he was going to raise taxes, and he's done that. And I mean, you know, so I'm, you know, now maybe you don't agree with raising taxes, but uh, I've never, I've never seen a president ever tell or you to raise a Supreme taxes Court justice based on identity politics. You know, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. There's I that. Mean, you know, and technically, Republicans have no choice but to vote for because if they don't, then the blacks are going to scream, "Well, it's prejudice," and the Republicans are against the blacks, and the Democrats are going to say, "See, the re- Republicans don't All like racism. you." Yeah. Trump' biggest mistake was he should have put a black male or a black female in there, and then the blacks would have thought he was wonderful. So you know, it's, it's just like the government. The government wants to. The government wants to control everybody, and slowly but surely they're getting it. Well, yeah, and you're right. I mean, it's it's sad that it's all about the identity, not the qualifications of the individual to see whether they're actually, you know, appropriate yeah. on there, which, you know, obviously there are people of different skin colors or genders that are obviously qualified, but when that's your sole curriculum there, then, 
you got a serious issue for someone who's going to be on the highest court in the country uh, because there are plenty of black individuals or women or whoever that can qualify to be oh, on the Supreme Court. Ab- absolutely. You don't have to choose it just because she's black, she's a woman, and oh, by the way, she's extremely anti-Trump who voted against Donald Trump on many different policies as a, uh, uh, you know, as a judge already. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, real quickly, before we kind of go off of Ukraine, though, uh, I know that, as we mentioned, kind of energy is their big focal point, but we talk about Russia quite a bit. Or we talk about China quite a bit about the n- amount of silver that they have. I mean, you've talked about how much they're trying to, you know, stockpile and build their big yeah. warehouses. Does Russia have a whole lot of investment in silver and gold? As well? I'm assuming they do to a degree, but are they they're, prepared they're, they're for that large, as well? They're a large producer of gold. Are they? Yeah, they, they produce a lot of gold out of Russia. That could be an issue then, too. Not so, not so much silver, but I mean, but the problem is you've already got more gold above ground right now than you need. Right. If there was no more gold mined, I don't think it would really to a certain degree, would really drive the price up because, I mean, I drive it up a little bit. But then, you know, last time we had a big run on the precious metals, gold hit, hit its all-time high of like 19, 1914 a quarter, 1919 a quarter, something like that. My God, we were buying $100,000 worth of scrap jewelry a week. So, I mean, you know, so if, if something like that comes along, there'll be everybody, everybody will be selling all their jewelry. And it'll keep the price somewhere around the same price because they'll just take it, melt it down, and do whatever they're going to do with it. So, okay, so in the silver market, like you said, we can't find silver anymore. We're trying to dig deeper and deeper and deeper to get silver to right. try and mine it. Gold, you said that we have a plethora of it, and we could actually stop mining it for a while? Well, I don't think it would hurt if you quit mining gold. Interesting. I mean, technically, I mean, according to the article I read a year or so ago, that basically for every ounce of gold that's above ground, there's normally 8 to 10 ounces of silver above ground. But right now, there's less silver on a one-to-one ratio than gold above ground. And but ninety percent of everything coming out of the ground right now is going straight in, in industry. Yeah. So as far as investment silver, there's a lot less investment silver available. I mean, the as silver that I'm gold. buying today is thirty days out. Yeah. I mean, the other day I was setting on a huge amount of silver, and I'm just I was thinking about that on the way over here. My inventory is down by about eleven thousand ounces in two weeks, and I'm not sure. And I and I'll probably get some next week. But anything I'm ordering right now is three weeks out. Gold, I can order gold and have gold literally within two days. Yeah. If I push it hard, you know, two days, three days, no more than a week for gold, even if I have to order it out of Louisiana where it takes a week from the mail to get here. Sure. But uh, other than that, gold is not a problem. But, boy, if you want silver, it's 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 a... Uh, It's a month out. It's wild. Let's take a break here. When we come back, let's talk about that on why still a high demand for silver and uh, if people are wanting to get it, how should they prepare to do that and what kind of silver they should get. So we'll do that when we come back. It's Phil Martinez of Phil's Coins, 9344 West Central Avenue. Buying, selling, and trading with honesty and integrity for all your gold and silver needs. They open up here in just about 15 minutes uh, today until 2.30 this afternoon. Go and check them out. Also online at philscoins.com. Let's take a break. Let's take some phone calls when we come back as well. We'll talk with Phil Martinez about all your gold and silver needs. Also, little teaser for you, we do have some more Disney on Ice tickets coming up for March 10th through the 13th here at Interest Bank Arena. We'll give those away here in just a little bit as well. So hint, hint, wink, wink. Stay tuned in for that uh, in just a bit. It's Candace Talk right here on the Big Talker KQAM. Twenty-one minutes past the hour. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today on a Saturday morning, getting you up and moving for the day. Trying to get you excited. It's supposed to be a little bit warmer today. That's good news, right? After the last few days, 
although you guys will laugh. Everybody always, Phil, everybody laughs at me. I don't know why. It was, you know, obviously pretty cold this week. We had a couple mornings where it started off with like a wind chill of like negative seven, negative six, whatever. Um, and I enjoy my shorts and t-shirt and yeah, that I weather. Say, I just I seen you in your shorts and t-shirt. Yeah. I don't know why people make fun of me for that. It, it's nice. It feels good. It kind of wakes you up, gets the adrenaline going and get you started for the day. Yeah. In about 30 minutes, frostbite sets in. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I only have four fingers now. No. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Welcome back in. 316-720-255. 316-721-TALK-PHIL Martinez of Phil's Coins hanging out with us here for another few minutes. And we do have a caller on the line. So. Let's go right to that. Good morning. Who's this? Scott. Scott, how are you, sir? Well, it's February, so it's uh, Black History Month. I wanted to uh, speak on some of the white people who are in Black History. A lot of times they're not mentioned. Okay. Well, I tell you what. I tell you, hang on, hang on for that, and we'll hold you on the line for a little bit here. I uh, I got a few minutes left with Phil Martinez, and I don't want to waste any time with that one. So, But I like that. So uh, hang tight, and we'll get to you here in just a a little bit. There's a coin fill on your website of uh, a new Canadian silver maple leaf, mm-hmm. the new 2022 yep. uh, that you guys had on on there. Talk about that. That looks kind of neat. I've never had a maple leaf, so I may have to go get one of those. Well, the, they used to be somewhere in the price range of eagles, but for some reason, the Canadian government's putting their stuff out for quite a bit less money. So, I mean, you're talking, I think, like $4 an ounce difference. So all of a sudden, uh, we hadn't carried any. We couldn't get any. Yeah. And I bought 500, and then I come back from the show the other day, and I had about, I don't know, 300 or something. The next thing I know, I'm sitting on 125. So the boy sold two or 300 ounces there in one day in the shop. Mm-hmm. So I ordered in another 500. So the Maple Leafs are an alternative to our Gold Eagle, or our Silver Eagles, I'm sorry, to our Silver Eagles. Sure. Uh, they're 999949 silver. Uh, in Canada, it's a $5 coin. So, I mean, that is that is an, an alternative to buying U.S. Sure. Plus, the, technically, the fact that if you want to get into intimate domain, the government never produced it, so therefore the government don't have any right to confiscate See, that's it. where I wanted to go with that. Yeah. It's like, is that easier and is that safer to buy, maybe, so that way they can't come and take it from you? Uh, when it gets to the point they're going house to if, if the economy goes bad enough that the government goes house to house looking for stuff, it ain't going to matter what they find or where they have any right to it. They're going to take it anyway. I'm not going to lead. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give anybody an opinion that maple leaves are a safe product. Sure. You're just going to have to hide them like your, your eagles and everything else. That is very true. Now you always talk about the junk silver and always having a good, a good variety of type of silver, including the junk silver for those that may not know, or may not have listened to this, you know, for a long extended time. What is junk silver again? And if you have a whole bunch of coins in your house, you know, different pocket change, that sort of thing, what do you look for to know whether it's valuable or not when it comes to junk silver? Uh, junk silver is any dime, quarter, or half. It's 1964 and earlier. 64 or is the and line. Okay. Earlier, yes. On half dollars only, from 65 to 70, there's, they're 40% halves. Okay. They're worth less money, but they're still like two and a half dollars a piece. That's still 500% print proper profit. Sure. So that works out well. Uh, normally if you have like a dollar and 40 cents, that's the number we use. If you've got a dollar and 40 cents of junk silver, that equals one ounce of pure silver. Mm. So the advantage is that if you're, if the economy goes, you know, if, if you're worried about the economy and how you're going to handle things, if the economy goes to the dumps in the toilet and nobody wants your dollars, Silver will be will be will back to bartering silver, and technically a dollar forty equals an ounce. So if you want to 
buy something that was a half an ounce, you needed 70 cents. Yeah. And I tell people, you know, if all you got is one ounce rounds and they want a half an ounce for something and all you've got is one ounce rounds and can't make change, you're going to lose that half ounce of silver. You're going to have to give them an ounce. It's like buying a $2 candy bar for a $20 bill because they can't make change and you want the candy bar. <laughs> right. So that's kind of the same things. But if you have junk silver, you can give me a half and two dimes or seven dimes and you can make or two quarters and two dimes. Anyway, 70 cents will make a half an ounce. Sure. And, you, and you're a half ounce ahead. It's like walking around with uh, ones, fives, tens, and $20 bills in your pocket instead of running around with, with nothing but 50s and 100s. Sure. So essentially that dollar forty that you have in junk silver that would equal to one ounce of silver would really be worth the value of one ounce of silver that's on the market at that day, wouldn't it? It's worth just a little bit more. It has a little bit little, little bit bigger premium. Mm. It's a couple uh, buck, buck and a half higher. Interesting. All right. That's good to know. That's good to know. I do, I do, I keep telling you this all the time. And one of these days I'm actually going to do it. I have just a stack of just you know, just junk stack silver. thousand yeah. dollar bills. You're well, just, waiting to, no, just yeah. waiting to sell it. Yeah. No, I'm just waiting. Cause I have, I've never had any clue whether it was actually valuable or not. So I keep telling them like, Oh, Phil, I'm going to swing by and actually take a look at this stuff to see whether it's actually worth something or not, because I want to start transitioning to some of the silver rounds. So I just think are cool. Those are just easy yep. things to get. Uh, those are really nice, but you have the new uh, Maple Leaf. Now, do we come out with new silver rounds every single year as well? Like the new 2022 edition of a, uh, uh, you know, a silver round. No, do we do that for the U.S.? The silver rounds are made by private mints. They're not a government product. They okay. do not put a date on them. Okay. The only thing that's anything that's dated would be a coin from the United States government. Now, the 2022 Silver Eagles do have a 22 date on them. They do. Okay. And they're only making one this year. They changed the design last year. So, we went from type one to type two. And now this year, they're only going to be just one design. So, in other words, it's almost like the car car industry where every year they come out with a new make and model, right? Yeah, and it's kind of like the Volkswagen. They all look alike. <laughs> I mean, you know, technically you look at an Eagle in 86 and, and, and an Eagle clear up until last year. The fronts were the same. The backs are the same. This year, the front's the same. The back is different. Interesting. Just a, And just a different year on it and different day. What's the purpose of that? Just to be able to track them? Or why do you think they do I that? I just think, that, you know, every once in a while the government changes design on something. Just so, because. I mean, this has been, you know, this coin's been in design since 86. Hmm. So clear up to last year. And then all of a sudden, halfway through the season, they decide they're going to change the, the design on the back. Or are they really skimping out on how much silver is actually in the coin? No, there's an ounce of silver in them. Oh, there is. All right. All right. They're not They're not trying to pull the wool over our eyes here. I hope not. I don't check most of the stuff I buy from the, <laughs> the, the government stuff. You come in off the street and I don't like the looks of it. We will check it. Oh, uh, well, sure. Now, how do you, we got about a minute here left before we kind of wrap up. But how do you check silver when someone brings it in? Uh, I had some silver pieces come in yesterday and they didn't look right to me and they were in the wrong type of holder. And so I do have a $30,000 spectrometer, and we take them over there and put them in the machine, and they'll tell you within a hundredth of a thousandth what the chemical makeup of this bar was, whether it's mm. how much copper's in it, how much silver's in it, how much nickel's in it, how much whatever's in it is in it. That's interesting. And so actually these were more more copper and nickel and no silver. Yeah. Interesting. I've always been curious about that process because uh, I didn't know if you'd sit there and still have to do like the old thing, like scratching it and checking uh, it that way. No, or yeah, you, know, we, you got new technology for that stuff. Oh, now. yeah. We're the only ones in town that have one, something like that. But we had a guy come in the other day and he's buying silver dollars off the Internet. And I said, man, you got to watch buying these silver dollars off the Internet. And he goes, well, they're a pretty good price. And I said, that scares me even more. So <laughs> he come in and he goes, yeah, I come in. And he says, 
he told me how to check them, so I put a magnet on them, and they all jumped up to the magnet. Mm-hmm. And he says, so I called the company and told them that they weren't real, and I was going to send them all back. And he said the company told me, he says, don't bother sending them back. Throw them away, and we'll just send your money back. So oh they knew gosh. what they sold them was not good. They knew it wasn't so good. I mean, if you're buying stuff off the Internet, you're just looking to get burned. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of scams out there, which yeah. is why if you're going to buy it online, you go to philscoins.com. That's right. We there guarantee what we sell. That's right. Phil Martinez, always good to talk to you, my friend. Enjoyed it. And you take care. Be safe. Be blessed. And all you people out there, be blessed. You as well. It's always good to do. We'll do it here in a couple of weeks again. We'll take a break. We'll take some phone calls. We'll also play our interview with uh, Warren Martin with Candace Strong talking about energy here in the state of Candace. That more coming up on Candace Talk on KQAM. Talk with Andy Hoosier on the Big Talker KQAM. Welcome back into the program. 9.35 is the time here on a Saturday morning trying to get you up and moving for the day. Thanks again, Phil Martinez. Always great to chat with him on all the latest gold and silver. Also, great partner with us here on Candace Talk and the Big Talker KQAM as well. We appreciate him very, very much. Check him out. They're officially open right now at 9344 West Central Avenue. Also online at Phil's Coins. Dot com. Hour number two uh, coming up, we'll talk with uh, Davis Liquor Outlet, another local business here, as we talk about some uh, legislative updates going on in the uh, liquor and alcohol industry. We'll also talk with them about some of the latest springtime drinks to be prepared for and get set up with, as uh, that's going to be interesting. Real quickly as well, speaking of, uh, there is another movement going on, even in town here locally, that was on the news uh, with the whole Russian and Ukrainian incident where some liquor stores are removing their Russian vodka off of these shelves and encouraging people to buy Ukrainian. Obviously, would it like break Russia for that? No, obviously not, but a little something that we can do on the home front as we see all the craziness that's going on over there, which I do want to talk about if we have a chance on the program a little bit later as well. 316-721-8255, 316-721-TALK. Uh, we're going to play our interview with uh, Warren Martin here momentarily with Candace Strong, but we do have just a couple of minutes. So, Scott, as we kind of wrap up uh, uh, Black History Month here, Scott, keep it to a couple of minutes here, but what do you got for us? Okay, well, I'm just trying to explain that a lot of things aren't just helter-skelter, in history and society, uh, there were men who uh, believed in a type of pseudoscience uh, to justify the practice of uh, anti-blackness and racism. Uh, one of the guys that come in mind uh, specifically to me is Thomas P. Bailey. He wrote a book about uh, race uh, orthodoxy, and he had a 15-point program or creed that he thought all white people should follow. And, and a couple of those are like uh, Negro is inferior and remains so. This is a white man's country. No society uh, uh, should be equal, and uh, no political uh, should have any equality in that either. And in matters of civil rights and legal adjustment, give the white man as opposed to the colored man the benefit of the doubt. This is just some of the creeds that he had. He had 15 of them. But he was among several... Uh, what we say, uh, racial scientists, very academic. You know, they went to some of the highest universities here in the United States. Oh, sure. They just believed in keeping black people at a subservient level. 
Well, it's and funny so, how that trend has continued stuff, today, hasn't it? I mean, that's and not well, just yeah, yeah, exactly. not just about race, but just the, the quote unquote pseudoscience, where it's the elites that are way smarter than the quote unquote average public and the Joe Schmo that didn't go to you know the high elite colleges that somehow know better than us, and yet they seem to be the dumbest individuals. But they remember, just like uh, Fauci, they are science. They're not supporting science. They're not just going along with science. They are science. So if you disagree with them, then you're probably just the worst person on the face of the earth. Well, yeah, I mean science. Has been used to justify, uh, you know, harming people, sure, uh, black people, and you know they've used uh, like the Skeegee experiments, uh, depopulation programs, like I said before. But these people specifically target black people. Uh, they had a social type engineering programs. I mean, they we work in music, they work in you know, like say the education in the work area, all types of fields they're in. And like I say, some of these people are still around today. I mean, Southie is definitely one of them. Hey, I'd amen to that. I'm I'm right there with you, brother. We gotta we gotta shift gears here a little bit, but I appreciate you bring that info to us. And you're right, and and uh, it's it's sad to watch minority communities all over the place be affected by this stuff because when it's when it comes to quote unquote science, and it's just the science, and you need to get along with it because by golly, now we found a way to justify our ridiculous identity politics. So, Scott, I appreciate that very much. Interesting information for sure. 316-721-8255. Let's shift gears a little bit, though. We have an interview I want to play. Uh, really great to talk with this guy just a couple of days ago. Uh, Warren Martin, is he's with Kansas Strong, that represents some of the oil and natural gas industries here in the state of Kansas. How big is the energy in, uh, industry here in the state of Kansas? And is the what do you want to call it? alternative energies starting to uh, break into the industry big enough to actually have an impact. We talk about that and more right here on Candace talk on KQAM. Warren Martin here. Warren, how are you, my friend? Doing great. It's great to be with you this morning. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on here. Very interesting conversation because while we hear from the mainstream media, we hear about how big that windmills are coming into the state of Kansas and that solar panels on houses and solar panels on schools. And, you know, it's kind of the big focal point. Uh, is it really taking over the energy industry here in the state of Kansas as well, you, of right now? Well, you have to divide energy from electricity because a lot of times we combine the two terms. When we talk about energy, we talk mm. about electricity, and we say they're the same. They're not the same. Sure, Electricity is one form of energy. Sure. And so there's four energy categories. There's electricity, heating homes and buildings, industrial, and transportation. The smallest of those four categories is electricity. And so here in Kansas, we're on the cutting edge of windmills and solar panels, uh, really making an impact into the electricity market, but it's the smallest of those four categories. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, here uh, you could have on, on some days, really windy days, you could have 60% of the electricity going down the line uh, that can be coming from wind sources. Mm -hmm. But on some days you only have like the coldest day we had, you know, a couple years ago when it was cold negative snapped. 20 degrees Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Only 2% of electricity going down the line was coming from windmills. <laughs> the windmills are probably frozen. Uh, well, you know, they really don't freeze up that much. It's just that on the coldest day mm -hmm. and on the hottest days, that's when the wind tends not to blow. That's why they're so cold. That's why they're so hot. The sure. wind tends not to blow. Just that stagnation. Absolutely. And so during those days, on those really cold days, uh, during that period, uh, electricity generation from wind dropped by 90%. Wow. Here in wow. Kansas, electricity production by uh, natural gas increased by almost 450%. Wow. Because we had to use that oil and gas uh, to really ramp up the electricity generation. And that's that's really where the issue comes down. So it's not really at a point where it's going to take over energy. Mm -hmm. um, it's making significant impacts into electricity. Uh, but, you know, automotive, uh, less than 1% uh, is renewable. 
industrial and heating homes and buildings, less than 1% of that comes from renewables. And so we're a long, long ways from it taking over the energy. Yeah, I mean, it's got a ways to go, but that's not what we hear right now. We hear that that's like the big new thing and it's just taking over everything. So what is the biggest energy production here in the state of Kansas right now? Well, the biggest energy production in the state of Kansas by far is oil and natural gas. Uh, still? Still, absolutely. We're one, uh, 11th, na- 11th state in the nation in producing oil and natural gas. Uh, you know, When you go and you go to the pump, most of the gasoline that you're getting right out of that pump is coming from right here in Kansas. It's, it's really? produced here in Kansas. It goes to one of the three refineries that we have here in the state. It's processed. It goes right back to the gas station. And literally within three days of it being pumped out of the ground, taken to the refinery, it's back in your car as gasoline. Wow. And so it, it's really a quick turnaround. And so automotive is by far the largest category. In our transportation is by far the largest category of uh, energy production, sure. and all of that is oil and gas. That's fascinating. I didn't realize that a lot of it was based right out here in Kansas. I know that we produce some, but I didn't know that it was that much. That's that's kind of good to know. I like that. Oh, it's absolutely great to know. Uh, I mean, the <clears throat> reality is, is cheap, reliable energy is essential to us moving forward as a society. Mm-hmm. Um, most people don't realize that you know uh, every state that has used more than four has gotten more than five percent of its uh, electricity generation from renewable sources of energy, their electricity rates have skyrocketed. We're no exception. Over 50% uh, increase in electricity rates in the past 10 years. Predominantly because of all the transmission lines that you have to put in to get these renewable sources to market. And what most people don't realize is is that a 50% increase in electricity costs for someone living in the middle class is annoying. Yeah. For someone living below the poverty line, it's devastating. Sure. In fact, the number one thing that people below the poverty line call charities, nonprofits, churches for assistance with is paying their electricity bills, paying yeah. their utility bills. Especially and, what we saw, you know, like you said, a couple of years ago with that extreme cold. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, cheap, reliable energy is absolutely essential to those who are living in poverty, being able to rise up out of that poverty. And the fact that uh, we continue to do things in our energy sector to artificially, in ways, inflate the cost of, a, of energy, um, it's really a huge component in the separating the divide between the haves and the have-nots. Sure. How much uh, oil and natural gas do we send outside of the state that has been produced? Now that the country isn't, unfortunately, energy independent like we were just a couple of years ago, and now that we're waiting on NATO to import more oil and we're worried about these pipelines and, and you know all the politics goes behind that, do we export a lot of it outside of the state, or does most of the production that we make of oil and natural gas stay here in Kansas? Well, most of it, uh, I, I would say that most of it stays here in Kansas, but it's really hard to nail that down because uh, when you uh, take, when you produce that, uh, that oil or natural gas, then it's piped into uh, gathering stations. And, and these transmission stations can do one of two things. They can send it on to uh, the refinery, one of the three refineries we have here in the state, or they can put it into the pipeline and, pro- and it goes down to Cushing. Mm-hmm. And when it goes down to Cushing, it's graded. And based on what refineries need to mix, it could go anywhere in the in the United States. But sure. the vast majority of it stays right here in Kansas. That's good to know as well. Has it been more difficult to be able to produce? Uh, I know with you guys, with Kansas Strong representing a lot of the Kansas, uh, oil and natural gas industries here in the state, has it been more difficult to produce because of you know some of the legislation against fracking, some of the latest uh, legislation or politics against the oil and natural gas industry? Has it been more difficult to just be in this industry at all? Well, it's been more difficult to be in the industry, especially with the uh, price crash two years ago. <laughs> you know, we were at negative 40, almost negative $40 a barrel. I don't even know how that's possible, but that's right. where we were. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then it was really slow coming back. You had a tremendous drop in consumption. 
which lowered the price of oil. And so we're here in Kansas, the average oil company, you know, we're not big oil here. Sure. The average oil company has three employees. Um, really? Yeah, we're small mom and pop uh, for the most part, small mom and pop uh, oil producing. We have over 2,000 uh, oil producing companies that are here in the state. Um, wow. The average well produces about two and a half barrels a day. Uh, so we're what we're called uh, marginal wells or stripper wells. Mm-hmm. And so when that price drops, because we're a marginal well, the margins aren't very big. And so what has really what really makes it difficult is when that price gets down below you know thirty five dollars a barrel around thirty five dollars a barrel. Right. It's very difficult to make the margins to be able to keep moving forward. And so uh, during that period, you know, you saw some consolidation. You saw some companies going out of business. Um, you saw some wells being shut in because they just couldn't make a profit. You couldn't get it out. But there it is. That was Warren uh, Martin with Kansas Strong. We'll play more of that interview in a little bit. There's a little bit more to that one, and we appreciate his time. Great information, and I think it's a great topic to think about as we go into energy here in the state of Kansas. I don't want to run out of time before we do this, so kind of getting ready to wrap up hour number one. So let's go ahead and do our first giveaway of the day. To infinity and beyond. Let it go. Let it go. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. Call now at 721-8255 on KQAM. Darn right, it is Disney on Ice. They're back in town from March 10th through the 13th, and we have tickets for Thursday, March 10th, uh, for you at Interest Bank Arena, where this tour is the Dream Big Tour, where I think it's focused on Moana. You can find Moana, Coco, Ariel, Frozen, Aladdin, a heck of a lot more. And we have a four-pack for you and the family to go and take. It's going to be fantastic, and we'll take caller number one, the fastest one on the draw, to get you on the board with us here at 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK here on Candace Talk on the Big Talker KQAM. Lots more coming up, wrapping up our number one. Stay here. All right, welcome back into the program. That went quick. We got our winner for this pair of tickets. We'll do another one next hour, and I think we're going to partner with some other goodies as well to give away, so stay tuned in for that one. Appreciate that very much. A lot of people calling in, so don't worry. We'll have another chance next hour. Welcome in. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. First off, let's get our weekly chat with the AARP. We're talking again with the AARP, whether it's the Fraud Watch Network, Retirement Calculator, getting involved in the community. Make sure to check them out online at aarp.org slash ks for the state of Kansas. Also find them and follow them on their social media as well. Back on the line with us today, we have Glenda back with us. Glenda, how are you today? I am doing well, Andy. Good. Thank you. Uh, always good to talk with you. Let's talk about some state issues. Of course, the state legislature in session right now for the next uh, month, month and a half or so before they begin to wrap up. But as you guys always work on trying to make Kansas better and work on some things going on in the state, there's a new House bill, 2279, that's working on nurse practitioners. I know that they've been largely affected during the COVID-19 pandemic. But what is this bill? What does it do? And what needs to be happening with some of the healthcare professionals in the state? Absolutely. Thank you. So uh, the Kansas legislature is absolutely now uh, considering the House Bill 2279. And this particular bill will cut uh, the red tape that really prevents nurse practitioners and all other uh, advanced practice registered nurses 
from actually providing the health care that they can to their patients and especially to uh, family caregivers. So this is something that uh, we've uh, done a survey with our uh, voters, ages 45 plus here in Kansas, and about 87% of them agree that it is something that uh, we should actually move forward in our law makers should actually move forward in the legislature. It's now in it's now ready to go to the Senate and we were really hoping that it can be it's since it's a blessed bill there that it will be voted upon favorably and pass and passes out so we can uh, actually start this work. That would be really nice. So talk about some That's of the hard. red tape. Yes, yeah, so talk about some of the red tape that it actually gets rid of with some of the regulations uh, that the health practitioners have to focus on right now. Right. Well, what it does, it allows them to fully practice um, the the um, in the areas that they are licensed to to practice and to in some instances for, um, practice independently, but then un, under the guidance that will be in, uh, included in uh, House Bill twenty two seventy nine. So it really kind of removes that red tape, but then allows um, I think both parties to. Uh, absolutely move forward in providing that care uh, because they will not have some of the restraints that are uh, in some ways older rules that that Kansas where we rank number 40th in that area um, with in the states it will help us to become more in line with what's happening across the nation that would be really nice now some of the problems that we are working on with this bill with cutting some of that red tape has it been in the works for a while or do you think that maybe the covid-19 pandemic and the strain on healthcare professionals and the industry as a whole really expose some of the issues that we need to work on you know i think it's a combination of both this particular bill or these bills uh, this, the work on this issue has been in the um, the works for a long time and now even the, you know the chair and the legislators are ready to see it move forward it absolutely was activated by uh, COVID and, and uh, you know, the, the, um, the urgency and the need for providers. So cer- certainly there is a combination of those particular, um, all of those instances that you mentioned. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, nurse practitioners, has there been a decrease or an increase, do you think, of individuals pursuing this uh, line of work, maybe because of COVID, maybe because of some of the red tape that's making it more difficult in the state of Kansas compared to other states? And do you think that that will help that situation? You know, I think that this will certainly help any changes that we see in those numbers uh, because it allows them, those that are, are working, to um, be able to fully um, do what they, they are licensed to do. And that will hopefully then also encourage others to become involved where there are shortages. And this particular um, bill and this legislation will also uh, help them to uh, really cut out some of the the, uh, the red tape that, that exists right now. So that will help them to be able to move uh, more easily throughout do in, in doing their own, um, their, their own obligations. Yeah. So I think it will encourage, it will encourage others to become a part of that um, profession and then uh, retain also uh, the, the numbers that we have, because we really don't want to um, that to happen. And it will help to actually ease our physician shortage also. That's amazing. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Is, do we have a physician shortage right now? Uh, yes. You know, it actually shows that um, as far as Kansas, we miss out on critical health care due to our uh, physician shortage in Kansas currently. Mm. Wow. Yeah, well, and I'm all about cutting red tape and making their jobs easier. So it sounds like that's what needs to be happening. And I'm glad that that one's moving over uh, to the state Senate. Hopefully we can get that through relatively soon by the end of the session. What else is going on? we got about yes. a minute left here. Talk about what else is going on with the AARP. What else are you guys working on? 
Well, we have absolutely all of the movies for grown-ups that are available, but also we really want to emphasize our virtual concert that's coming up in uh, Kansas here, and you can register by going to aarp.org slash Kansas. It's our Black History Month celebration concert with the Black Creatures, and that is on Friday evening at 6.30 uh, p.m. So we really want everyone to... uh, Register to attend that because special focus will be given to caregivers, around caregivers, and the impact of music on them as they do their work. I love and it. And always uh, we have our Fraud, fraud uh, Watch Network. Yeah. No, I love it. You guys always have a lot of great stuff with the Fraud Watch Network, with other stuff that you guys are working on. How can they get a hold of you at the AARP? Um, they can get a hold of us at AARP by going to aarp.org slash Kansas for our website. And follow and check it out on social media as well. Glenda, we always appreciate it very Absolutely. much. We'll look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you. Thank you so very much, Andy. All right. Again, that was the AARP. We'll check in with them again next week on the latest issues that they have. we got a few minutes left here to wrap up our number one. Boy, it flies right on by. It seems like we just got started this morning, didn't it? Good golly. 316-721-8255. Let's go to the phones here to wrap up this hour. Davis Liquor Outlet, they'll be hanging out with us in hour number two here in studio. We'll look forward to chatting with them momentarily. Line number one. Good morning. Who's this? Nope. That's all right. Never mind. I guess they're gone. They're not there anymore. we got a couple minutes left if you do want to jump on here at 316-721-8255. So there's been a... Uh, t- there's been a conflicting report going on out of Russia and Ukraine. Kind of throw this out there for you to stew on and ponder. We can discuss a little bit more about this next hour. But uh, as we've been watching what's going on, there's been a rumor that a lot of individuals are actually supporting Russia now in the invasion of Ukraine, not to take it over to reform the Soviets. But there's a theory now that Putin is going in and cleaning out the corruption of Ukraine and that he would clean out the corruption and then would just give the country back after placing in somebody else and then moving back out. I don't see that happening personally. If it does, that's a very interesting theory. Uh, but I just heard that one as of really this morning and last night of someone that uh, that made that claim. So I, I don't know how to feel about that one. I mean, obviously, we don't like watching a tyrant and a crazy communist taking over other lands. And that would be something very interesting if that's what's actually going on. When we come back in hour number two. I do want to talk about a little bit of statewide issues here in the state, obviously, with some big issues going on. We're talking about some budgetary issues. We're talking about some tax issues. And guess what? Just a reminder for you, there are candidates that are ramping up for their political campaigns in just a couple of months right now. So uh, what they vote on right now is really for them trying to set the tone for what they're going to campaign on. Now, it may be a difference in what they voted for in the past. I know that's a bit of a shocker that some might actually change their position going into an election season as opposed to a non-election season, hoping that you would actually forget about some of those issues. But nonetheless, they do that. So when we come back, we'll talk about some of the legislative issues next week. We have a couple legislators on that will give us an update from there as well. Right now, from what I've heard, at least. The biggest issues that they're focusing on have been tax issues, have been spending issues, and have been some COVID-19 issues trying to reinforce some of the rights and the either religious or or uh, mandates uh, that we can actually exempt ourselves from, the religious or medical exemptions on vaccinations, and trying to get this economy going right now as well with the inflation rates. Do you think Kansas needs to start lowering some taxes to try and help out and relieve some of that with the billion dollars worth of a safety net that we have in the state of Kansas. Is that a good idea? Is that what we need to be focusing on? And is that a way to relieve our temporary situation right now in the state with high inflation that's going to continue to climb? Every expert that we've talked to 
over the last week or so on The Voice of Reason has really talked about even elected officials have hinted that inflation could be up near over 10% here in the next couple of months. And it ain't going away until probably next year or the year after with some of the issues going on. That's a serious situation, is it not? We'll touch on some of that and more when we come back. Hour number two, right around the corner. It's Candace Talk here on the Big Talker KQAM. We got some more Disney on Ice tickets we'll give away. We'll talk with Davis Liquor Outlet. We'll have some fun to kick off your Saturday morning here on the Big Talker KQAM. is Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier on the Big Talker KQAM. Into Candace Talk. It's hour number two of Candace Talk right here on the Big Talker, 1480 AM, 1025 FM, KQAM. Boy, what a show. We've flown right on by already. Talked with Phil Martinez of Phil's Coins. Talked with Candace Strong, talking about the oil and natural gas industry. And it just flies right on by. Here's hour number two, all presented by Phil's Coins, 9344 West Central Avenue. Buying and selling and trading with honesty and integrity for all your gold and silver needs. They're open until 2.30 this afternoon. And again, online at PhilsCoins.com. There's a little bit of time. I want to get your thoughts on some issues. We also have our guests uh, coming in here. We'll jump to here in just a minute as well, as we have a lot of things to talk about statewide here on the home front here in the state of Kansas, legislative issues, uh, along with, ooh, drinks for the springtime and for the winter. It's been cold, and even though you laugh at me for wearing shorts and T-shirts in the negative 12 cold front, I don't really care. I can stay nice and warm with some adult beverages, so we'll have some fun with that here momentarily. But... That's it. We got some calls on the line, so let's go ahead and right go to them, shall we? Line number one. Good morning. Who's this? Speaking of adult beverages, man. <laughs> <laughs> Are you starting off early, Sean? Come on. No, no. I I, I ended late, like three in the morning. Oh well, okay. You had you had a late night enjoying the adult beverages. There you go. There you go. Well, then uh, you have your Saturday morning coffee, and you're trying to get back into the groove of things, and hopefully, we're not giving you too much of a headache. No, I, I didn't wake up till 9 o'clock. I just got to McDonald's and got my coffee, dude. I'm just getting a start. Good, man. <laughs> there you go. So, anyway, yeah, uh, I heard you mention some theory about uh, about uh, Biden going in there. No, uh, might as well be Putin. Well, yeah, so, so the theory was, and I heard this last night or this morning, where some individuals say that they were supporting Russia in their effort to invade Ukraine, which kind of took me by surprise because, I mean, uh, they were like, well, they're not hurting the citizens. I've seen video of them harming the citizens over there. I There was a video that I, I tried to share. I couldn't share the video, so I posted some pictures on social media in it. Yesterday, I got a little angry, probably got a little emotional on the show yesterday because it drove me nuts. This is... I mean, the war crimes that are already starting to happen are a little absurd. I saw a video of 
a tank just driving down the street. Okay, whatever. You know, obviously they're they're uh, there. There was a civilian car driving the opposite direction on the other side of the road, doing its thing, just going down until the tank decided to swerve, go across the center line, find the car, run over the car with the tank, and then go about its business. And the next shot was the uh, a whole bunch of people that were in apartment complexes around watching this happen, run out there and try to save the elderly individual that was in the car. I don't see that as a nice, peaceful way to go and end corruption in Ukraine. Now, I want to be very clear, is that Ukraine is a very corrupt government. They have done money laundering for a very long time. Uh, whether by choice or by out of what they had to do, they've been wanting to join NATO for a very long time, which would obviously help them and help uh, secure them. Is there a relatively new democracy after the fall of the Soviets? They're only, what, 30, 40 years old as a nation. So that's kind of an interesting I mean, they were older before that, too, but after, I mean, obviously the fall of the Soviet Union, they've been doing what they can to get in with NATO. And they have done a lot of money laundering. They've been a very corrupt government in some aspects. I personally, now, don't call me the expert in this in any way, shape, or form, because I know very little about the politics of that area. However, the little that I do understand was that under the Obama administration, Obama and Biden were bullies to Ukraine in very many aspects. I mean, we saw the video of Biden really just uh, joking about the force that he had against, uh, you know, get rid of this prosecutor that's investigating us for shenanigans or else we're just going to cut off your funds and we're going to do this. I know the Obama administration cut off their nuclear arson. They also cut off a lot of their uh, their strong military, their high technology, and told them, if you want to join NATO, you need to do what we tell you to do and jump through all these hoops. Which makes me, again, feel really bad for them because now they don't have the capability to defend themselves. And we're like, oh, sorry, we're not going to do anything to help you out except for put sanctions onto Russia and give you a little bit of resources. So we've kind of left them high and dry. Were they a corrupt nation? Of course they were. But that doesn't sanction Putin, who's had an aspiration to reunite the Soviet Union for a really long time, to just go in and walk all over them. And NATO and the United Nations and everybody's just sitting back and watching and saying, well, you know, okay, Putin, you know, we don't like you doing this. We're going to put sanctions on you, but we're going to draw this line, and don't you cross that line. So he crossed it. They moved back a little bit. We're going to draw a new line. Don't you cross it. And yet he crosses it again. Uh, and now they're beefing up in Poland. They're beefing up in, in uh, Germany. Putin's also made a comment that if Sweden even tries to join NATO, that he would uh, show repercussions for that as well. He's bullying everyone. I have a very hard time believing that it is uh, some type of operation between, like, Trump. I heard even Trump being involved with this, Trump and Putin, where they're just going up and cleaning out bad corruption in the area when Putin is a KGB Soviet Union communist that wants to reunite the Soviets. Like, I have a hard time believing that he's doing this for the good of humanity to get rid of corruption in a government. Well, that's all the time you have. I guess I'll call you next. <laughs> that's all the time we have today. No, I, I get And, Sean, I do need to shift gears here a little bit, and I did get a little long-winded there. But I did want to explain that because there are some that are like, hey, wait a second. Is there another view here? And maybe, look, I'm not here to say that I'm the expert on this in any way, shape, or form. It may be that there is something else going on. I don't know. Again, I'm not a expert on politics. We are, and I do want to enforce We We do have a guest on the show on Monday for our national broadcast with the voice of reason, Veronica Kirilenko. She is a writer for The New American, a conservative outlet here in the U.S. She is a U.S. citizen, but she's originally from the Ukraine. Her family's still in the Ukraine. Her friends are still in the Ukraine. I chatted with her yesterday, and she's been in touch with them and been on the phones, obviously, all day 
with them. She actually attended CPAC as well this year that's still ongoing. And uh, uh, we'll have her on the program on Monday to give her latest to what's actually going on there. She can give us kind of an insight of the history between the Ukraine and Russia, some of the relations there, what the Ukrainian government actually looks like. And uh, from a conservative viewpoint here uh, with uh, American politics. So I'm looking forward to having her on the program as well. So uh, that'll be a great program. Don't uh, don't miss that one on Monday from 4 to 5 here with your flagship station on KQAM. All right, let's take an early break here. When we come back, we'll shift gears and talk with our next guest. Hanging out in studio here as we talk some statewide issues. We'll talk some state politics a little bit with some of the legislation going on and some adult beverages to enjoy. So, Sean, you know, get rid of that, uh, you know, late night from last night because you got a whole nother day to experiment here, buddy, and uh, get prepared. So uh, we'll do that when we come back with uh, Davis Liquor Outlet. It's Candace Talk right here on The Big Talker, KQAM. Stay here. Welcome into Candace Talk right here on The Big Talker, 1480 AM, 102.5 FM, KQAM. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Saturday. So I got a little long-winded. Sean, I apologize. Uh, no, I got a little long, long-winded talking about that issue. It's interesting. Again, we'll just kind of wait to see what unfolds there, and all we can do is have thoughts and prayers. It is sad watching how some of the people have been treated and what's going on there. So uh, a lot of issues going on. Also, I do want to say CPAC, on a positive note, the Conservative Political Action Conference is ongoing this week, and it's going on right now. And... We played a few clips of it on the program throughout uh, the last couple of days. Former President Trump is speaking this evening. The They made some news this week as well because Tulsi Gabbard, the Democrat, uh, former congresswoman from Hawaii, she is speaking at the Conservative Political Action Conference this year as well, while they've booted out the more moderate Republicans like Liz Cheney, who's now starting her own little uh, conference going on just down the street in D.C., um, the, like the truth, speak truth, whatever conference that she's having. So uh, that's interesting. But you can go to cpac.org and you can uh, see some of those live feeds of the speakers that are going on. And the big one tonight is, of course, going to be Trump. They have a straw poll going on between Trump and DeSantis as well for the preference of conservatives on who they'd prefer to see run for president in 2024. Enough of that, though. Let's shift gears a little bit and have a little fun here on the local front. Imperfect timing for this guy uh, walking in studio as uh, we are getting everything all set up. Here, uh, you guys getting me all like adult beveraged up at first thing in the morning here. So that's always entertaining. But first off, Brian Davis, Davis Liquor Outlet. Brian, how are you, sir? I'm great. It's been interesting sitting here. Yeah. I'm listening to you uh, ramble on. <laughs> right. <laughs> you had one phone call in the last 30 minutes. So we know how this is going to go. We need to get Andy some 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 Jameson or something. Uh, get, you yeah. really get, get things going. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you think that I'm wild now. Just wait till I have a few of those in there. Yeah. And Blake, how are you, brothers? Good doing to see you. Doing good. Yeah. Good to be back. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to chat with you guys. So uh, we have some new drinks to try out, some new things you guys are doing, like late winter, like springtime drinks. Is that what it is? Kind of aiming for getting into that, uh, getting into March, getting into kind of St. Patrick's Day kind of mood. Oh, so we got some, that's uh, right. Yeah. Some Irish stuff for you. Yeah. Um, I like that. So we'll do that here as you guys kind of get that set up. But there's also been some legislation that I do want to talk about on the statewide front for people to be aware of, which you, you, you never realize how much that... 
um, the liquor licensing, liquor laws is, is such a political hot topic here in the state of Kansas. And you guys are always in the front and center of that oh one. Obviously, with COVID-19 in the last year, uh, with doing the uh, the drive through liquor at different stores, you know, that's kind of changed things a little bit. You guys were essential businesses during COVID, so you were able to stay open. But it's been a, definitely an interesting couple of years for you guys in the uh, in the liquor store industry, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, interesting is probably a, a nice way to put it, but you know, it's, uh, it's kept us on our toes. But, uh, yeah, we got some new stuff kind of coming through uh, or trying to come through the le- uh, legislature with uh, – um, some of the bigger box stores pushing for some delivery options, and we're just trying to make sure we're kind of keeping our ear to the ground and mm. doing everything uh, on our terms the way that's going to be best for us and our customers, not you know what's best for Walmart. Well, exactly. Yeah. So talk about some of that legislation. What is, what is the latest that you've heard? Um, Amazon is is kind of the forefront and the leader of it, but they're not coming in as Whole Foods, which is kind of weird. So that makes you think are they trying to begin the circumnavigation of the three-tier system which would be they'll be their own supplier okay walmart would be the same way so there's a little nervousness there um they want to be able to put put beer in with their groceries when they make a delivery um currently they can't deliver beer they can't do um they can't do cigarettes so there's there's other items that 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 aren't in there as well because they're highly regulated items you know you Mm. just can't go drop off a carton of cigarettes on somebody's front door and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, Jim Bob was going to buy that. But really, Jim Bob's kid was smoking cigarettes uh, today. Yeah. And, okay. um, you know, and, and same with the alcohol. It's it's you can't, you know, you have to you have to be there a certain time if you want to get delivered. There, there's just there's so many. We're not talking about milk and eggs again. Right. You know, this is a this is a, a product that is for adults only that when you're under 21, you do everything you can to try to get get your hands on it. Yeah. And then you do something stupid and it ruins your life. I, I got to admit, I'm not up with 21st century stuff. I didn't even realize that Amazon was delivering groceries right now. So, well, <laughs> since Amazon owns Whole Foods, Amazon... Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so Amazon owns Whole Foods. Um, oh. In certain parts of the United States, Amazon does deliver uh, beer and, and wine and stuff from, Interesting. from their facilities. Sure. Um, now, they went and bought Whole Foods so that they could actually have brick-and-mortar places. Mm. So it's kind of like the exact opposite. You know, you got... Dillard's and places like that closing to only focus online, and then Amazon is you know just this gigantic beast, and they want to have brick and mortar buildings. So it's like, what is, what are we really just online guys, or what are we doing? Yeah. Um, but you know, you can get your if you're a Prime member, you can get your groceries delivered from Whole Foods. I think for free if it's over an x amount of money really oh yeah and my wife lives up on it i mean she's like you know what i got (laughs) i was gonna go there anyway so sunday morning i can just and it's delivered within two hours wow i had no idea and and if you don't want to drive out that way or you're just like hey man i don't want to get out of the house today yeah whatever it is yeah i'm so old school i had no idea that any of this was happening so yeah grocery and and dylan's the same thing i'm just at whole foods but dylan's sure you you got your pickup and and I think they have some deliveries. Yeah, you can do so. I knew the pickup, so, like yeah. you could, the curbside pickup, you can just, yeah. just with the app say, yes, I'm here in this yeah. lot. And then they just come and deliver it to you yeah. that way. But uh, actually taking it to your, I'm just waiting for the drone, yeah. like the Amazon drones to just like have a box of groceries to like yeah, deliver you know, right there. You know, that's been talked about for years. So <laughs> that's on the way here soon. But it does take an interesting question of, you're right, not just groceries, but, you know, if you're delivering alcohol, then who's picking up the alcohol at the door? So and, and what? You know, we're, we're licensed. We are, we pay a, you know, 500 or some odd dollars every two years for our license. Um, Amazon and those guys want to pay $25 for a license, but they also don't want to be liable for the situation. So basically, they're going to have 
company as a whole will have a license. Not each Amazon driver. The company in a whole spent twenty five dollars. Wow. Yeah, big twenty five bucks. Let's don't yeah, let's yeah. don't break the bank here. <laughs> and and then and then their drivers will just be listed underneath there. So one day, I mean, it's just there's there's too many too many openings. Right. And and that's that's why we're we're involved. Um, when, when we yeah. screw up, there's you know accountability and reliability. Oh, people um, come down on you guys big time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, our you know if our employee sells to an underage person, which obviously we go to great lengths to keep that from happening, you know they get in trouble. We right. get dinged. We can get our license taken away if it becomes an issue. Yeah. And, and but you know with a you know does the delivery driver get in trouble? Does Jeff Bezos get in trouble? You know just mm. it, it's it, it cloudies cloudies. Going to take away much. your uh, your spaceship there, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you're right. I mean, there's so much red tape for you guys that, you know, that how you guys jump through all the hurdles in the red tape and the government regs is really fascinating to watch. And it's sad that you guys have to do that. And then they just want to walk in and just be like, just open ended. We're just going to have one little minor policy and just kind of go run with it. So speaking speaking of that, I mean, there, there's a very, very one off weird thing in legislature right now where a I'm, a, I'm air quoting, air quoting a a person that owns a bar out in western Kansas happens to also be a politician thinks that he doesn't have um, an avenue to go buy his product at a good price so he would like to be able to go outside your county well we for yourself um, when you sell to clubs and those kind of places you have to stay within your county lines you can't cross okay. counties because there's we have I mean Anheuser-Busch has uh, has one in Hutch has one in Ark City has House of Schwann here in Wichita has so you start crossing county lines. You start dealing with pricing, dates, liquor is one thing because it's there's only four or five of us, anyways. Yeah. Um, but but it opens up a weird again a weird avenue. Well, they're they are hell bent on on getting this pushed through so you can go outside two miles outside your your county and find somebody. So that's great. The problem there is it isn't just that. It's it's what's going to get tacked on here in the next thirty days to that that somebody has an agenda. And they're like, well, I know that that's going to that's gonna hit the committee again. And I know that everybody's for that. So I'm going to try to slide something through. Mm. And, and we're getting down, you know, this is this is the dirty days. Yep. When when things, you know. It's a last minute crunch to push I, in whatever you can. Right. Well, where yeah. can I slide this into? What yep. committee is open? And who's going to listen to him? Who have I not ticked off enough, you know, to get through there? <laughs> and it is. And, and liquor, for whatever reason, I mean, is is always the forefront on it. Interesting, and, and I don't know why. There, I've been doing this for twenty five years, and there's no, there's no reason why. You know, there's, you know, let's figure out this this tax credit thing for for food. What are we, what are we messing around with with the liquor for right now? Let's let's figure out some other stuff that's, that's yeah. going on. But it's it's just, and, and I get really passionate about it, so I'm I'm going like uh, you, where I'm just on it right now. Just don't don't step to me. But, uh, no, know. it's it's good. I'm I'm glad you're letting me know because I was not even aware of a lot of this and such to the weird technicalities. Now, of course, obviously, like you said, if they expand out buying, you know, to another county or whatever, okay, fine. But what have you heard? What are they trying to slip in these bills right now? You know, we don't know what the like, completely we don't know. liquor There's, unrelated, right? It's completely liquor unrelated. Yeah, and and from from what Amy Campbell, our lobbyist, has let us know is that they're somebody has something that there's a reason why this is getting pushed through and we don't know that there isn't a she she won't speculate on the rumbling yeah and we don't um, have so uh, we don't have laws to be able to do line item vetoes and be like i don't want that piece of it in here that's no, just it's, all the one big package deal. You know, it's, it's, yeah we're going nancy pelosi style we need to pass it it's to see just, what's in it right just yeah get it out let's see what happens <laughs> after the fact you know and 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 again i don't you know liquor is no different than pharmaceuticals yeah um our product will 
and could negatively affect somebody as they get older sure. if they're not taking care of how they do things. So, I mean, why aren't they, you know, why they go after us? I don't know. Um, mm. You know, but it's it's the sin stuff. It's the cigarettes, liquor. Um, yes. You know, they're going to go after them first, and, and that's place to go but yes you're always the punching you know, bag yeah hey all, you know vices right knock on wood i hope there's not very many you know politicians listening right now but at least they haven't gone after raising <laughs> raising our, our our taxes on yeah. that yet i mean because because it's been a long time since that's happened so that don't give them any ideas yeah. don't give yeah, them any I mean, ideas I, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if hawkins listening today uh, we have a lot of legislators yeah, that listen uh, to the program let's, let's don't do. get him let's don't get him started yeah, yeah we got a lot of legislators <laughs> that listen to the program and they come on frequently so yeah don't raise the damn taxes right now they're or the good news is right now they're focused on trying to lower the sales tax on food so maybe yeah. that might you know at least sales tax maybe that could be part of you guys can actually get that sales tax lowered a little bit as well that would be good good news so yeah yeah. Let's take a break here. We've got a bottom of the hour break. When we come back, we'll talk about some more of the legislation. Plus, we'll get into some of these drinks here on what you can enjoy getting into St. Patrick's Day. I have yet to start my St. Patrick's Day weekly music on the program, so I think that needs to start here relatively soon as well. Maybe by the end of this program, we'll see. Also, I may play some of my favorite band from Ukraine to do a little support for them as we go into the end of the hour as well. Plus, stay tuned in. We have some things to give away including uh, you guys have a goodie to give away, and yeah. we have some Disney on Ice tickets, so we may do a little partner there for the kids and for the parents. Look at that. It'll be a beautiful partnership. We'll do that when we come back here on Candace Talk on the Big Talker KQAM. With Andy Hoosier on the Big Talker KQAM. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Last half hour of the show. Really? Really? It's already that late? Good golly. Flies right on by. Welcome back in. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. If you want to join into the show, we'd love to hear from you today on a wonderful Saturday. Hanging out with Davis Liquor Outlet, Brian and Blake Davis. Which, last time I talked to you guys, which has been a few months going into the holidays, uh, we talked a little bit about supply chain issues and how it was really hard with, you know, just uh, aluminum cans having a hard time getting in here and being produced because of the COVID stuff. The glass bottles having a hard time. I mean, it was just hard to keep things on the shelf. Now with the Freedom Convoy that was up in Canada, with the issues with Ukraine and Russia, with everything else, the supply chain still bad, getting better? How How's things looking right now? Yeah, so it's uh, definitely better better than it has been. Uh, we're, we're seeing a That's lot of different news. stuff kind of you know make its way back in, or at least for uh, some of our bigger tickets items that you know we, we hate to see that empty spot on the shelf. I mean, yeah. we're, we were just talking off the air about we almost weren't going to have any Jameson for uh, St. Patrick's Day, which would have been uh, would have been, been bad. Would have been a doozy. Um, so so things are pretty good right now. Some of the more you know, uh, you know esoteric or off the wall kind of stuff mm-hmm. is you know hit and miss, and especially you know anything that's you know crossing like national lines or has to come across the ocean or anything you know it's just another layer of you know stuff complication yeah um and kind of like you said with you know we got we got stuff going on in the world right now so you know we'll we'll see if uh see if any of that impacts anything you know nothing that we know of on the horizon specifically but it's all uh you know 
It's all up in the air there. Uh, the next big question is Yingling with that rumor of them coming to Kansas. Have you heard an update on that one at all? Nothing new. Yeah. Nothing there, new. No, nothing new. I'd still say it's 23, 24 before, ah, they, before they get here. I but, got a case I'm not but, touching right now trying to hold but, off. I mean, you know, you can just run down to Dallas. Just, all you got to do is get down to Texas, and, and you can get it down there because that's they have a brewery down there. That is so, true. Okay. Um, so it's close. Um I, I, you know, it'll probably hit Oklahoma first, and then, then then it'll be to us. But it's, okay. it's still, I think they're ramping up their supply and everything. Okay, brewed up down there. You were talking about lumen cans and those kind of things. You know, yeah. what we saw, and Jack Daniels did this, Crown Royal did it. Um, our prices are high. We are selling mm. things for prices that I I am I have sticker shock really? when I'm when we're changing prices. So Jack Daniels raised their price to you know, there's no sell anymore. It's 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 a forty nine to fifty five dollar bottle and and at 2020 it was a 47 dollar bottle sure so what they're doing is is to ease those supply issues is raising the price and telling mm. and, and having people not buy as Cutting much off some of the consumer demand yeah yes it is yeah. um and so we're getting ready to see that with beer um beer prices just went up we're seeing um two three dollar case increases um uh, i mean it, it it's again you, what used to be eight ninety nine might be ten ninety nine on the shelf now, sure. um, or at least nine ninety nine to eleven ninety nine for a six pack. But that's all because of again supply and demand of the aluminum. Well, and welcome to yeah. inflation rates. Yeah. So yeah. ball company said, so so Wichita Brewing Company, let's say they used to be able to buy a hundred thousand cans at a time, which is a truckload, I think. Right. Well, ball said if you want to contract through us and be guaranteed, you have to commit to five hundred thousand cans. So that's. Now, now they have to figure out where they're going to put five hundred thousand cans. Mm -hmm. um, there, there isn't. Now they have an added expense. So there's, there's things that are higher up. Grain is is, is twice as much. And so there's all these things that. Yeah. It's not just a tax. It's not just us trying to make more money. There's, there's this whole thing way, you know, way up the way down, way up wherever they make it. Right. And and it's it's now hitting hitting us. It's and, affecting everything. And, You're right. Yeah, I, mean, I mean we didn't I, even think about it. Wheat and barley prices have been skyrocketing with all this stuff going on obviously as well. So that's probably not helping and, with this process right. too. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> it, it's and it's those things that people really don't you know, I talk to a, a consumer or a customer and I say, you know, this is part of it. And they go, Oh wow, I didn't didn't think about that. Yeah. So, I mean you hear about it. Yeah. Um you notice when your bread grows up or your milk yeah. doubles but don't put know, two and two together it's, um yeah it, it's mm -hmm. just really it, it all it all does work together and and, and we're we're going to keep seeing it um i mean we have another every month we've done probably 200 price changes and we have another round coming the first of march that is just as we get to the like the last week of the month they go oh by the way um here's five pages of wine that's going to go up um mm -hmm. and and today's your last day we'll buy it at this price sure and we don't have any yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, 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 that's what that's how cigarettes do it to us when, when we have a price increase. They they tell us Friday at five o'clock. Oh, sure, of course. So we can't we can't go to our, our local Kansas Candy and and have Brian our, our guy bring us cigarettes. Right. Um, I mean, it's it's they Stock do it, they do yeah. it last minute, so you don't even have a chance to buy wow. in on it. Good um, and they just do that four or five times a year, so it's it's no big deal. Yeah, <laughs> you're just prepared for it. You're ready for that one. Yeah. Um, before so, we get right into these drinks here and talk about it, you mentioned wine a little bit. Um, it's kind of a cultural thing. I've seen a massive boom in wine. And when you walk in, obviously, there's just tons of different wine selections out there. Is wine still like the most popular thing? Is that kind of for even our generation, the younger generation? Is that kind of a new, cool, hip thing of, you know, looking suave with the wine? I mean, is that the, the go-to right now? Um, I, I definitely think uh, with uh, things like uh, Boda Box and the more, you know, kind of the, I would call them the trendier box wine, you know, once you got out of the 
kind of, uh, you know, don't want to offend anybody, but boxed grandma wine <laughs> is kind of what a lot of people associate it with. But, you know, nowadays with Boda Box, Black Box, a handful of other ones, you know, they're all easy, sub $20, three liter boxes of wine, mm. and they're they're good wine. They're not, you know, okay, they're, they're not cheapo five liter ones. There's good wine. There's a bunch of different options. So it makes it really easy to, you know, you don't have to worry about opening a bottle and having an open bottle and getting through it if you don't like it or whatever. Sure. Um, you know, I, I think we both kind of, it's a... a staple on our counters there's a box wine it's easy it's you know what i like to drink what my girlfriend likes to drink yeah um and that's definitely uh definitely more more popular more accessible than it than that's good been. to know and All i right. think people are are after you know being in our houses for a year after mm-hmm. not being able to you know they're they're eating differently at home sure and so they're having a bottle of wine yeah. and and it's not so much as trying to you know look cool different it's just how they're spending their money different mm. um it's it's when i was a kid you a kid when i was of age to start drinking <laughs> you know you found you found like that 9.99 keystone light 30 i mean you know they were right. so cheap back then it was keystone red light whatever it was you didn't care and and you I drank was a bush it. light kind of guy and, and yeah. so you, you just you just drank it yeah and and now blake's air um age 25 ish um that group they're the ones that are, are buying the nice bottle of bourbon and having a bourbon on the rocks while they play world wow. of warcraft or, something <laughs> yeah. or whatever they're doing um you know it's it's a a times have changed with Definitely how people are spending there. their money yeah, yeah. Um, well, a little but, more yeah. you know enjoying but, it and finding you know yeah finding I, the the taste that, that you like and not just like okay what can i get the most of that was that you know? was our thing at college that was my let's get a case of coors light and bush light and keystone and let's <laughs> knock that out while we're playing <laughs> yeah. video games and we went through a 30 pack now now you drink a you know you get a six pack that's 7.7 percent you're like man if i drink three of those i'm gonna hurt yeah. wow. um you know let's be honest and wine still get you that really funky feeling you know oh, wine does man, yeah i'll tell yeah. you what it's a different it's a different drunk uh, boozy feeling <laughs> And that then drinking this Jameson Orange or drinking, you know, one too many beers. It's a, it is a, it, it's a totally weird, different and feeling. And you feel classier yeah. when you're getting drunk, too. It's that like, is, oh, it's, yeah. oh, it's all know? great. It's yeah, exactly. It's all sophisticated. <laughs> yeah. Now, with wine, obviously, there's a lot of wineries that are popping up around the place uh, as well. But just micro brews of people just brewing wine personally at home. Is that a thing now, too? Or is it still just kind of wineries? There's definitely, uh, I mean, there's people that do it. Okay. I don't do it. I don't know anybody that does it. Okay. But. <laughs> All right. Because I still I still try to brew mead at yeah, home, which is essentially the same thing, just yeah. with honey instead of the sugar. So it's a little bit different. But you know, I, I with how many wines are out there, you got to expect people, I guess, to be brewing it at home a little bit too. Yeah, I I, mean, I assume that the people are just like you doing the mead, and then yeah. there's guys that are making their own beer that we don't even know about in a five gallon bucket and exactly they share yeah. with their friends. Um, White lightning, you yeah. know, just yeah, <laughs> you know, there's some really really good stuff. But you know, that's how Grace Hill got started. I mean, they were they weren't you know they they started making wine because they enjoyed it, and then next thing you know, they're 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 selling wine across the state, and their, their sons are involved, and so it 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 just takes you know it doesn't take much it takes a lot to get there, but sure, but I'm sure there's there's got to be somebody that's that's doing the same thing just. Just yeah, crafting that, perfecting that craft, perfecting their yeah. own thing. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Some, somebody who started, you know, started doing it over the pandemic as like, well, I'm stuck right. at home, I need a new hobby, and I'm sure, you know, yeah. 10, 15 years from now, we'll be hearing that'll be their, you know, origin story of like, well, I started in 2020, and then now I have this winery, and you know, exactly. there's, there's one of them out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, well, I still, I did my one brew of of mead, and it was okay, although I. I realize you actually have to measure the yeast that you put into it. So that can't was, just eyeball it. Can't just ah, oh, that looks good. I think it packs a good in here. Um, so that was a little tweaking there. So I'm going to try my second batch, but it takes so long. I'm an impatient kind of guy. 
and meat especially, it was like it's a six month brew. I'm like, no, can it be done next week? Yeah. I just want to try it. Well, and so, especially when it's when you're kind of you know it's a learning process and <laughs> guesstimations and all that. It's like that that'd be the worst of like, okay, it'll be ready yeah. in six months and it, it might be good. It know. might be good. Hope exactly. So, so I'm, I'm more in the moment, just like you are. Like, hey, I can just go pick that up on the shelf right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. That's and, what I'm talking nothing, about. I don't have something from over in my basement someplace. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. 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 The one they were like every like every day or at least every other day you have to open the cap and let it at least release the gas to shake it up a little bit. And I was like, if I forget, they're like, it could actually blow up. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, All right. that's <laughs> All right. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. So let's try this here. So let's start off with this first one. Now, as you mentioned, it's St. Patrick's Day coming up right around the corner. My favorite holiday of the entire year. And Jameson has come out with a new line of goodies, which I have not had Jameson in a while. So this will be interesting. But what is this? So yeah, this is the uh, the Jameson orange that uh, just came out last month, and it is I smell the, orange. What in it, it says on the tin, yeah, it is Jameson and just a nice big bright oranginess to it. Um, this is this is actually our first time trying it too, and I, I think we were both. Uh, Ooh, all right. I was shocked. I mean, yeah. I'm not a big Jameson guy. Yeah. I, mean, I am one time a year we go out on St. Patrick's Day, which sure. I haven't done that in a while. And and but this is, I mean, this is just put that on the glass. You just sipping. We're just drinking it cold straight up. Yeah. We brought Sprite to mix with it because we didn't know what yeah. to do. But this is this is just drinking drinking straight. I mean, yeah. It's already got the orange twist to it. Now, Irish Irish whiskey always a little bit smoother than some of the hard stuff like a Jack Daniels or something like that. Yeah. So it's a little bit smoother and it's it's a less of a bite that people can handle. And then you got that orange flavor to it. It's kind of good. I like that. Yeah, yeah I think Who it goes, thought of, goes together real uh, good. Especially a, a like fruity whiskey. <laughs> throwing some uh throwing it in, in with some ginger ale or something. Like I, I think that'd yeah. be, be fantastic. Mm, I like that. I'm gonna let that resonate. I, I yeah. really enjoy that. May have to go back to some Jameson for a little bit. We brought we brought a couple extra fifty mils for you. <laughs> hey, look so at cheers. Cheers. We got look one. You. you got one to get home with. Hey, look at that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. One to get home. We'll see, honey. Yeah. Um, the all right. The other one here. What is uh, what is this guy? <laughs> oh shoot! I threw a can away. <laughs> this is from Weston Brewery in uh, Missouri. Um, okay. Called uh, Leaping Leprechaun, mm. St. Patty's Day Brew. It is. Um, it's a mouthful. Um, we this is my first time having it. I thought it'd be cool to bring it in. Like, oh, it's, so it's a Blondel, um, but very. Uh, I'm just looking at your face, but yeah, very. Like it. uh, yeah. It, it's it's got it's chewy. You could say you really get bread and you get those yeah. kind of things, but it's a. It's, it's a, super light. It's, mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's like a, a, again a Blondel, but with an American twist to it, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, I was going to um, say, because thinking of uh, St. Pat, I always think of the dark, you know, kind of the dark stuff yeah. with Guinness, mm-hmm. and I was thinking a little bit heavier, and it took me by surprise. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a light pillow, um, and, and and yeah, it, and we just, this is the first time we ever carried it. We just, we were just able to bring it in from a, from a company that, that sells some smaller, smaller um, craft beers out sure. of Kansas City area, um, those kind of things. So it's, it's been, it's been interesting, you know, it's. Like with everything, you, you you start putting leprechauns and and candy canes or Irish anything on, you're like, okay, I've got a window here. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. I got yeah. a window. I got a window to enjoy this. April yeah. first comes around. And, okay, we're moving on. Yeah. yeah. So. There was a there was a beer that I tried during the holidays during Christmas time from Shiner, um, um, Shiner Bach or Shiner beer, whatever <laughs> yeah. it was out of Texas, and it was a peach and pecan holiday oh, yeah. brew, and it was delicious my my neighbor actually had it and gave me a, a pack of it for christmas and i devoured that it was so good i yeah. never had something like that shiner's got a lot of fun uh, usually around the holidays i think they might a couple other times a year but they do a uh, like a variety six pack yeah of, you know um you know i think it's two two and two and they're all kind of just funky you know something off the wall peach pecan 
or you know like a cranberry spiced something something yeah uh, and it's nice because you know you get a variety you get something interesting but you're also not you know not committing to a Twenty dollar twelve pack of like oh I, I hope I like exactly yeah it. well and yeah and I'm not much into the microbrews and when I think of like mixing fruits into beers and stuff I'm like that's a little strange I don't know but I tried that and it was probably one of the best beers I've had in a long time yeah you know people get caught in their mind that they're gonna be eating a peach and a pecan mixed right. with beer and it's really not it's a, yeah. it's a it's a subtle pecan flavor right and a subtle peach flavor I mean one of my biggest favorite things is are like a flavored hazy IPA with a, a citrus flavor to it or something right it's not orange is not lemon it's, it's this mixture but it just changes the taste profile but and that and then what you had only comes out it comes out in november and gone yep. by the first of the year and yep. and there's loyal people we had i don't know where which store it was at but we had a guy like hey, i need to go ahead and order um, what i can <laughs> you get stocked um, up so i have <laughs> i have it for a while sure to get me by until until the warm months get here because when it's gone it is gone and they want it to be gone before you know now i mean we have spring beers out right now I mean, sure jesus it was just it was just what one degree a couple of days ago, and, and hey, I want to go get a Sam Adams Porch Rocker. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah sure. spring beers. Here we go. All the power to and, you. Know, I'm just you know just trying to stay warm for a little bit. Exactly, um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. No, I like it. And no, this is really good. This is like you said, it threw me off a little bit because I was expecting something darker, but this is a nice light beer, and this is it's, uh, this would be one where St. Patty's that you don't realize how many may go down. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, I think it's a good alternative to. Um, uh, a lot of people enjoy, and it's on tap, you know, everywhere in town. The yeah. Walnut River uh, from El Dorado, their Warbeard Irish Red. Yes, it's I love Warbeard. Fantastic. Oh, so good. It's got some oomph to it, you know, kind of yeah. a put some hair on your chest sort of one. So, you know, if if that's something that you've tried and it's got... Where's that one a, out of again? Uh, El Dorado. El Dorado, just here yep. locally. Yeah, 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 no, Wal- Walnut River's fantastic. They do come come do a lot of stuff in town. They have a yeah. downtown, they have a poorhouse. It's a restaurant, got all their beers. You can get, you know, beer, uh, buy six packs and stuff there, and, you know, like, brewery exclusive ones that they don't uh, put on our shelves and yeah. stuff like that that's definitely um, become one of my one of my local favorites to go to at uh, going to a bar or something is getting the war beard it, it's yeah. just always a like okay i don't know what they got on tap but i see i see the beard i, I see right, it that's, good. Good. that's an easy go to that's right it was like in colorado fat tire was everything you had, yeah. had a fat tire everybody if you were in colorado then you had to get the fat tire <laughs> yep. that was a thing yeah. so Oh, man. All right. We got to take a break here, but let's go ahead and do our giveaway. So what do you got? You guys brought some goodies to give away to everybody. We brought a Davis Liquor hat, my favorite style. So I'm a big hat guy, so I make sure the hats look pretty cool. Um, We got our koozie. um, That'll keep your beer cold, but make you look hot. Yeah, and, uh, and I got some. Uh, we got some golf balls. Davis Liquor Outlet on them. Ooh, so, some golf balls. So it's well. uh, you know if it's seventy degrees this week, somebody's gonna go hit the link someplace. So let's let's get out there and lose these golf balls. So uh, somebody hears about it. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Absolutely. All right. So let's partner this up and let's do our giveaway to infinity <laughs> and beyond. Let it go. Let it go. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. You're welcome. Call now at 721-8255 on KQAM. That's what I'm talking about. So we're doing a special giveaway on this one. We're partnering up with Disney on Nice, which is coming to Interest Bank Arena March 10th through the 13th with their Dream Big Tour. I think it's focused on Moana. You guys seen Moana? It's a great cartoon. Yeah, I never actually did. Oh, man. That's, good, as Disney great, cartoons yeah. goes, that's one of my favorites. I do enjoy that one. Uh, but I think it's focused on Moana. You can see Coco, Ariel, Frozen, Aladdin, and a heck of a lot more with their big or their Dream Big Tour. 
with Disney on Ice. Again, coming to Interest Bank Arena March 10th through the 13th. We're going to give you a four-pack of tickets for you and the kiddos to go see that, and then you as the adult can go and actually enjoy the koozies and all the other goodies with the golf balls to go enjoy some uh, mommy and daddy time or some daddy time or however you like to do that one. So we'll do caller number oh, – the phones are lighting up. Let's do caller number two right now at 316-721-8255. We'll get you your set of tickets right here with KQAM, with Davis Liquor Outlet, and with Candace Talk right here on KQAM. Stay here. Welcome back into the program. All right, we have our winner for the Disney on Ice and for the swag with Davis Liquor Outlet. That's awesome. So we appreciate that very much. And uh, golf balls, that's going to be fun. It is, it's hard to believe that we're getting actually to that season, isn't it? Almost. It's, you know, it's supposed to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. It might be, you know, three days of that season, then back to snow, and then three more days of, you know, good weather. Yeah. We'll see. But <laughs> I, d- I have noticed that people around here love their golf. Love their golf. We have a lot of golf courses, a lot of a lot of ways to play, a lot, and and it's really an easy sport. I mean, everybody likes to go do it. Yeah, my wife does it. We do it together. It's, I have to admit, I've never been on a golf course. Really, I've been to a driving range where I've just kind of hit yeah. the balls, but I've never been on an actual golf course. Uh, so I, that is a bucket list thing to do, and apparently I'm in the right part of the country to go do it at some point. <laughs> yeah, here. and it's it's, so. it's not not overly expensive. You can find some places that that it's pretty cheap to get on, especially between yeah. five and eight, like sundown time. They'll sure. play nine holes and yeah. go with a buddy, take a sixer or something. But I have to do the yeah. Happy Gilmore swing. You can oh, of course. Do whatever, whatever it takes. <laughs> whatever it takes to get the ball in the fairway. Yeah, it doesn't I, matter. I, it doesn't matter. Can, I have to do the Happy I mean, Gilmore swing because yeah, well, you can have the ugliest, fix, the, fix the divots yeah. along the way. You know, yeah, okay, yeah. Just just make it look pretty when you're done, and that's how. It's, it's not how you win or how you get there. It's and and and, and really, you know, the golf's just fun. It we yeah. I we go out and we just play. It's that's not. I'm, I'm not good, but I like to go out and have a good just hang out. Yeah, have a good time. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I love it. Think so we got just about a minute left here. Yep. Uh, but right now, obviously, getting ready for St. Patty's Day. What is the most popular thing you see really leaving the store right now? Is it the Jameson? The Irish beer is getting prepared for that, or is it still kind of? Like uh, the wintry, warmer, heavier stuff right now. De- definitely now that we're getting into that kind of St. Patrick's March season, you know, Jameson, other Irishes uh, that, that we got. Um, also, all the craft breweries usually right now, they're, they're pumping out their, you know, Irish red or, you know, mm. kind of a you know darker Guinness style ale, things yeah. like that. Everybody's got an option for it. Kill, and all uh, pretty what is good. it? Kill, Killigan or Kill, Kill, Bag- Kill Baggins? No, um, Kill, Killians. Killians. Killians yes. red. Killians red is always a go to for me as well. Isn't, isn't around anymore. It's not around no, anymore. It's not. No, Killian's it, at all? It, just it, it disappeared uh, really? early, before the pandemic, I think. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, it was a staple forever. Yeah, yeah that was wow. a good one. Not available to us anymore. Let me put it that way. Yeah, it might be available someplace. Probably else, somewhere. Yeah. It, sure, sure. Um, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. How sad. Uh, all right, locations. Where can people find you guys? Also, download the app. I have your Davis Leaker Outlet app, which is awesome. But locations, where can they find you? Yeah, definitely do that. Uh, we got four locations around town. We got one at 21st and Hamilton, one at 13th and Waco. One down south at 47th Street and K15, and then one out in this neck of the woods at uh, Kellogg and Tyler. You're all over town. Oh, yeah. You can also get davislicooutlet.com, and it will take you to any one of the stores with a map. Oh, with the so, map right there. Yep, easy, I love easy. it. Yeah. Brian and Blake Davis, Davis Liquor Outlet. Go and check them out. Download the app. It's good to see you guys again. Yes, we got to do this more frequent. Always oh, yeah. fun. Always yeah. a good time. Always a good time to chat yeah. with you guys. We love it. We'll do it again next week. Next week. We have our legislative update. We have Frank Lucas, congressman from the state of Oklahoma. We'll play that interview. Also, we have some goodies and get you updated on the latest current events of the time. Until then, 
We'll see you on Monday with the voice reason for our national broadcast. We'll see you next Saturday here. Until then, have a great weekend. Joe Pegs live with Weekend right around the corner here on KQAM.